From Capital Analytics, I'm Abby Malone, and this is Invest Insights. Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest-growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. I'm joined today by Janet Labar, the president and CEO of the Charlotte Regional Business Alliance. Janet, thank you so much for being here today. Happy to do it. Thanks, Abby. Well, let's dive in. In a world where information can be overwhelming and sometimes misleading, what are some creative strategies that cities and regions can use to shape their narratives and project a positive image? Great question, Abby. And I'll borrow from something that we've done here in the Charlotte region, which is use testimonials. Uh, We have enlisted the assistance and the support and the leadership from several of uh, Charlotte's business community executives to help tell the story about what it's like to live, work, and play here in the region. And there's really no better way than to look to, uh, you know, those folks who are doing it and, and can speak from their own heart and their own heads about you know, why doing business here is so terrific. And, and that has really been successful in our campaign because as we are looking to attract companies and directly target those decision makers and those executives, that has been really wonderful for us to have a peer-to-peer campaign that will drive more of that interest and that awareness in our market, again, coming from the horse's mouth, if you will. You're right, Janet. Having a strong peer-to-peer community is so important, and you yourself have been named by the Charlotte Observer as a leader to watch in 2022. What do you feel your role is in shaping the region's narrative? Well, that is a tough one. Um, the you know the responsibility that I, I feel and that I think the organization uh, therefore feels is that we really are responsible for championing the entire Charlotte region and all the good that it has to offer to companies of all sizes of all industries. And you know we do believe that because we represent the city of Charlotte and 15 counties across two states, that this region has a ton to offer. And so. You know, our main responsibility in shaping that narrative is to be the cheerleader. But I would think, I, I think when it comes to the work that we have to do as a community that some might classify as, you know, not just the good, but the bad and the ugly is, you know, also being the, the canary in the coal mine. You know, we have to be able to elevate those issues and those priorities, those challenges that are either going to propel or prohibit investment in our community because it's a, it's incumbent upon us to ensure that the region does stay competitive. So it's a great thing to have been named uh, one to watch in 2022 and at the same time, you know, there's a there's a huge responsibility that comes with that. So I encourage my team, I look in the mirror every day and I say go in, do the work, get your head down, you know, and just and just pummel through it. And um, as much as we can do, you know, we'll we'll do all of this work together. Or slightly. Charlotte is currently one of the fastest growing cities in the country, with approximately 120 people moving there each day. With that significant demographic expansion, there are great opportunities, but also challenges. How can the city enjoy the perks of a growing population while ensuring the quality of life for current and future residents? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And we certainly aren't unique in in being a fast growing market. There are other major metros across the country who are enjoying similar types of uh, population counts by the day. Um, But the good news is that, you know, Charlotte uh, does have its eye on 
having plans and investing in our infrastructure, making sure that we are not just taking for granted the growth that's happening to us, but being really smart about how to grow that in a sustainable way, in an inclusive way, in an accessible way. And, you know, it's it's nice to have I was just saying that it's it was great to have a 13-minute commute during COVID. And then, you know, as people are coming back into the office and into our downtown, what we call uptown urban core, you know, that commute turned into 25 minutes. And yet we should celebrate that people are coming back. And with growth continuing to come into our market, we need to make sure that we're planning for the maintenance of our roads and our bridges, um, you know, making sure that we're investing, continuing to invest and things like light rail um, into our bus system and into our greenways so that we can get out there after a long day's work and play. Uh, We've got to make those investments into our infrastructure, and that's going to be really important to the future of our community. Well, the city has clearly put a lot of thought into its future, and an important element to achieve that future is education. You serve on the board of Central Piedmont Community College and UNC Charlotte's College of Computing and Informatics Dean's Advisory Board. From that experience, How can higher education institutions help mitigate one of the most pressing challenges for economic development today, labor shortages? And what innovative tools is the Charlotte Regional Business Alliance implementing to address this issue? Yeah, well, well, first of all, you know, it is certainly an honor to be um, involved in part of those institutions with Central Piedmont Community College and UNC Charlotte, and they are doing fantastic work in terms of readying the, the student pipeline and the workforce of the future. Um, I think they're doing all they can to ensure enrollment continues, and uh, they're they're doing what those institutions need to do. What one of the ways that I think we're being really creative at the Charlotte Regional Business Alliance is making sure that we are facilitating and being intentional about facilitating the connections between higher ed and our community and industry. Um, and so, literally, you know, we are putting them in a uh, in a room together to talk about what is it that businesses and industry needs from not only who they're hiring today, but who are they going to hire? Uh, what is the persona, the profile of that of that individual look like two or three years from now? Um, which doesn't sound like it's very far away, but that's just what the hiring cycles look like now. You know, no one's planning for the next five years out. And so as much as we can to help foster the conversations that lead to those uh, interactions taking place, and that's going to better prepare our higher education institutions to prepare then the students who are going to graduate from there. And then hopefully we'll have a a ready and willing workforce. So um, between that, which is our Talent Education Council And then a new strategy that we're starting to pilot, and hopefully next time I talk to you, we'll have a little bit more to share. And we're thinking about doing a talent attraction campaign, which, you know, we are a regional economic development organization. We are in the business of attracting businesses, growing businesses. And so to do that on the people side will be a little bit different from us. And as you mentioned earlier, 120 people a day into the market. We don't have a shortage of people here. Um, But I do think that there is something that we can do to help facilitate the right talent, the right skilled talent. And uh, if we can help employers uh, find the right type of talent in this emerging pandemic uh, environment that we're all coming out of, then we think that's going to be a special thing for us as well. Absolutely, Janet. Finding the right talent today is paramount. And as we round out our discussion today, what role does creativity play in remaining competitive in today's landscape? 
Valley, it, it is everything. Uh, creativity is a significant part of what we have to do. You know, most regions have to uh, make sure that they have, that they're demonstrating an appetite uh, to color outside those lines and show companies and show talent, both, you know, existing companies, uh, existing talent, but also prospective businesses and prospective talent, this, that this community will embrace, you know, creatives, uh, will, will embrace all walks of life and um, being a community that can show, you know, we do regional public-private partnerships really well. Uh, we color, you know, the best outside the lines. Um, and, you know, it, we're not afraid to unbutton our buttoned-up shirts every now and then uh, as a corporate town. Like, all those things are going to play really well in the ability to compete, you know, for that talent, for that investment from companies. So it's, it's everything. Thank you, Janet. It was wonderful to speak with you today. Absolutely, Abby. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Invest Insights. Be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Maloney. Thank you for tuning in.